The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. Welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce, and I've got some usual characters with me tonight. Caroline, how's it going? Hey. Hey. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. It's been a little bit. Did you have a lovely New Year? Um, I was sick, so Yay. it was actually. You know what? It was not. I won't complain. I got Chill. sleep. My mom had. My parents had the dog. I did a lot of sleeping. I did a lot of sports watching. So honestly. Mm-hmm. And Hallmark Channel movie watching. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah, not my worst New Year's, I will say. Despite the like, <laughs> day will, uh, I think I needed the downtime. All and right. I didn't have to leave my apartment, so there you go. <laughs> and joining us this evening, we've got fellow Streaking the Lawner, Matt Trogdon. Hello, Matt. Hey, gang. What's going on? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. How was Thanks. your New Year's Eve? Uh, my New Year's Eve and New Year's Day were lovely. Uh, very low-key. No complaint. Watch um, some football. A little bit, yeah. How about that college football semifinal? Woo! Dogs. <laughs> sure. I don't care. I don't. <laughs> I, those running backs were fun to watch, though. Yeah. Shout out my cousin Aaron, who is a Georgia grad. So I guess I will be rooting for Georgia. Shout out to Aaron. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I watched a lot of bowl games this year. A lot, a lot of bowl games. Um, more than I tend to over the amount of the you know bowl season which is like 11 weeks longer (laughs) there are a lot of really good ones though that i enjoyed watching one that i did not enjoy watching (laughs) oh no was the northrop grumman military bowl um one of the worst (laughs) football games i've ever seen uh i did watch it and i did not attend it but you two did so why don't i'm just gonna kick it to you guys who got to go to Annapolis in person and witness that. Uh, how was that, Caroline? Uh, well, so um, I, I will say I spent the entire week, a bowl week, with uh, volunteer. I used to intern at the military bowl. I was down there. I was helping out social media. Um, so the bowl week was fun. The players got a lot out of it. They mm-hmm. seemed to enjoy themselves. It's mm-hmm. a lovely group of players. I enjoyed meeting lovely them. Lovely dudes. Um, it looked like they really took advantage of the trips that they had to the National Monuments and the African American History Museum. Like It was really cool. Um, the new AD, Carla Williams, was there. Very cool to see her, get some time with her. And nice. I got to watch the first quarter and a half-ish I spent on the sidelines. So the first, you know, seeing the team come out, that was very exciting. Oh, nice to know you. Return to kickoff uh, <laughs> or touchdown. That was very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was freezing and I went home. So <laughs> <laughs> And nothing else happened. 
uh, feeding all in all. <laughs> all in all. No, obviously that sucks. Like the game sucked. Um, the weather was so brutally cold. I actually caught on fire uh, standing too close to a station. <laughs> Not kidding. Yeah. Uh, a little fireball attached to me. Thanks to my friend Chris McDonald for putting it out and saving my best and possibly also my life. Um, I will. So some of things I thought were really good. I'll start there because the list is shorter. Um, the fans, I, you know, Matthew here with us wrote a lovely piece saying the fans showed up, the team did not. Uh, I could not agree with that more. Truth. Um, part of it being this is why we thought the military bowl was such a good fit um, for the this team this year. That sort of thing. The UVA side was packed. Um, so much orange and blue. The tailgates were awesome. The enthusiasm level was very high. Um, so that was really, really cool to see. Um, I think, I don't think this was something where like the team was disinterested or didn't care, or I don't even know, like, I won't go as far. Like I can't claim to say about how well prepared or whatever, whatever. I think a huge thing was the weather and I'm not making excuses. So if you have a team that throws the ball a lot, obviously it's hard to clearly some of those passes and catches we've seen made throughout the course of the season. We know that they're capable of doing it. So it's not like, all of a sudden, Kurt forgot to throw how to f- throw a football. But um, uh, if you better watch the Virginia Tech game, it's not just uh, okay. Continue. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. whatever. Uh, <laughs> I have decided, like, yeah, everything else that could have gone wrong went wrong. Like, it sucked. Like, mm. it was the whole thing. Just fart noises is my summation of the game. Um, but I will say. My takeaway, I still think it was a successful season. It Mm -hmm. is a crappy blemish upon which to finish a season that is far ahead of schedule where I thought they would be. Mm -hmm. They won three times as many games as they did the year before. They showed they were capable of hanging with some of the big dogs, whether or not they were able to finish off those games, whether it's Miami. Um, And yeah, the loss of Tech is frustrating and annoying and terrible and whatever other stuff. And it's... um, But... I will say again, like from spending some time I, with talking to some of the coaches and stuff like that, it's just the the message is still, not after the game. This is all before, but <laughs> when they I, were happy, <laughs> yeah, I still think that that this is the staff. Like, I think that these are the guys. I think that this is a stepping stone, um, and that this is the type of weather and the type of game that like really fits what Navy was trying to do. So, and they did it very well. Navy played very well. Yes. Yeah. They rushed for 452 yards. Uh, yeah. Came out to 5.9 yards a rush. Virginia, on the other hand, 30 yards rushing uh, is 1.7 per attempt. So stark difference there. I mean, the stats you could go on and on with how. Yeah. Any stat like, you throw out is going to be. It doesn't really ever get much worse. Um, no. uh, other than the kickoff return, which was fun and exciting, uh-huh. we and scored you, thought, I mean, you imagine that that doesn't happen. Like he takes a knee in the end zone or something, <laughs> and like then we're talking about a, a, a zero out of a hundred on a scale of what you could do in a yeah. football game for the Hoosiers. We were really excited after that, though. Completely, yeah, the yeah. Feel, but the feel was real good on the sidelines. What a what a shame to to have the culmination of of a successful season in terms of expectations. Uh, that had some good highs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boise State probably being the highest, but certainly getting bowl eligibility was is you know another top one. Beating Carolina and Duke is is 
wonderful and and so there are a lot of things to look at and we we can get to outlook down the road stuff in a second but none of the feelies can make up for the disaster performance and and the weather can't explain it the strategy of both teams can't explain it i there's nothing that can explain it other than they completely crap the bed you know or whatever like they they didn't execute they weren't prepared and they did everything F level, you know, if we're scoring it. There's just no other, other way to wrap it. I don't like it. to talk about preparation because I don't know. Execution, sure. I don't know it, how much is – I wasn't in any of the preparation. Even the coaches I said mean, they didn't prepare I mean, well. Okay. That's one of those, like, I don't claim to know. Well, it's, I, it's, it's like, a, a you know, a, a, an easy if you did, then it wouldn't have been that bad. You know, like if, if, if you put in that effort, you clearly were missing something because the scheme didn't work. Nothing worked, you know. Well, anyway, Matt, Matt you were there. Why don't we get some of your thoughts? I was there. Um, <clears throat> it was probably the coldest I've ever been in my life for an extended <laughs> period of time. Um, but I'll say it was a fun day um, and a fun we got there Wednesday night. Um, it was a fun bowl experience, really, up until Navy got the ball in the first quarter. Um, I echo what Caroline said about the turnout from Virginia fans. I thought that was great. Um, it's so clear that there is a, a, a good base of Virginia fans just hoping and waiting for some good football to be played, yeah. uh, which is why I think it's so unfortunate um, just how badly things went. Um, to, to get to your point, Pierce, I mean, it's, it's 49 to seven. Is that what it was? Right. 49 to seven is, uh, you can't, but there's no way to excuse that. I mean, and, and I don't want to sell Navy short. I mean, Navy was finished the season seven and six, you know, most of their losses looks like, you know, they lost to central Florida. They lost to Notre Dame. They lost to army by a point. Um, you know, so this was a good Navy team and, and I know it was on their home field and I know it was a cold, um, but I just don't know how you go out there and lose 49 to seven mm. um, and how you go out there and look as lost comprehensively as Virginia looked after the first, after the, after the kickoff return. Um, mm. You know, the defense looked like they had never seen the option before. Um, the offense looked like it had – the offense didn't look like it had any idea what it wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and, and once it became clear, you know, that that they were struggling, I didn't see any adjustments from the offense to try out anything different. It was the same old Robert and I, let's throw it out to the receivers down the field, you know, offense that we've seen all year. And so yeah. – I don't know, man. It, it was hard. It's hard not to go to that game and walk away from it and be pretty um, upset about, about how it ended, especially given, you know, it was Micah Kaiser's last game, Quinn Blanding's last game, Kurt Benkert's last game. Those guys have been important as far as re-injecting some life back into this program. And for them to go out like that is, is, is sad. Um, yeah, I think one one not excuse, but one easy explanation for it um, is something that we touched on all season and everybody did, which is the lack of numbers 
and quality on the lines, particularly the offensive line. And Benkert was was doing what he was doing all year, which was running for his life, you know, a, a lot. And the running game couldn't get any traction, even with some guys who can run the ball when they're not fumbling it. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's hard to go up against a good team and be successful. Though we saw the Who's be more successful, even though they didn't win a lot of games against good teams, um, they they won some games against good teams, and they played well against some stronger teams than Navy. Um, you know, Virginia Tech, we haven't podcasted about it. Obviously, the offense was frustrating, but the defense played great, and, and it was a close game against a much, much better team than the Navy. I would say Miami falls into that category, too, that, that is a better team that UVA showed they could compete against. And this game, they didn't show they could compete with a mid-level American conference team. You know, I, that, say what you will at, about them executing flawlessly and playing a great game, which they did, but they went four and four in the American. So this isn't like, this isn't one of the top tier teams they played this year and they, right. they fell flat on their face, but you know, I, I think there's, there's a, a ton of reasons for optimism as well. Um, and what else can you do, but move on and, and uh, address the issues that they, that we know are there. Um, I don't think anybody's calling it as like some condemnation for the uh, coaching staff, although maybe me, you know, offensive coordinator tends to be an unpopular person on the internet with good reason. I don't get, I legitimately don't get like, you don't get the frustration. No, I get frustration, but like, this is like year two. I don't know. I I just think everyone becomes an expert and I get really frustrated. Um, So I get more frustrated with like that reaction than I do with the actual play calls. With, I, I don't know what, the, like the, the people who are demanding runner. the like hashtag fire and I after mm-hmm. two seasons with like people that they inherited from the bad planning of Mike London is. Uh-huh. And again, I do understand there's some portion of like, you need to adjust to the pieces you have, but they also need to start implementing a system so they can't continue to play the game that Mike London is like left for them. Sure. They have to also initiate stuff. And I do want to say there was some confusion on Twitter after the game based on a tweet from like that said he was like blowing off the media and like all this oh, stuff. And yeah, right, it, it was right. such bullshit because he right. wasn't, he didn't like the way the bull set it up and he was actually apologizing to media for not being able to talk to them because right. the SID set stuff up. So that kind of stuff like infuriates me and I don't like when stuff get like gets picked up like that. And then, latched onto and like look at him see he's an asshole he can't even take credit for and he has taken credit for and people say from the BYU days that like he can be a little like gruff and blame the players and I don't like that sort of thing either but good lord we don't need any hashtag fire so-and-so who's gonna want to come play for whatever I just think yeah well I'll, I'll say this um I think the issue with the offense and I think the issue with the offensive coordinator I think there's two of them uh number one I think you saw him go away from some things throughout the course of the six, the course of the season that he had success with. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that Duke game, that North Carolina game where you saw Jordan Ellis really kind of carry the load. And then we come out against Boston college and Pitt, and for the rest of the season, Jordan Ellis doesn't touch the ball that much. Right. Um, and you know, it, it seems like, you know, <clears throat> Virginia's offense when it was doing well was mixing in some plays over the middle and when it was not doing well it was doing everything to the outside and I think for whatever reason it they were he just he went he went hot and he went cold 
And when you have as thin of a margin of error as um, as Virginia has, uh, you know, I think that's an easy thing to pick up on. Um, and I'd agree. I'd agree with that. And I think part of it with the two of the games you mentioned was the Pitt and BC games where they got blown yeah. out quickly, fast. Um, was a little bit of the we didn't do it early and then couldn't do it late because it was already you know a two or three scored hole, and yep. so they relied on the arm and then things just spiral out of control i do agree with like i'm not saying that anyone's above criticism by any means i know people say like oh you're such a homer you're allowed to criticize tony bennett you're allowed to criticize i just think calling for someone's firing after two seasons is a little bit aggressive but that's just sure yeah. but uh let's <laughs> talk outlook you know sorry matt i cut off the, your second point sorry the uh margin for error hopefully gets a little friendlier down the road as they start to build uh, a roster of the type of players that they want, um, whether it be uh, more linemen who are capable or a quarterback with more mobility who's coming in, Bryce Perkins, uh, or, or Brennan Armstrong. Um, you know, what, what's your feelings towards next year? I, I'm really unsure at the moment. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot since the game ended and, the best analogy I can come up with is that of an airplane. I think last season, I think this this team, the airplane, was stuck at the gate. I think, <laughs> I think this season, the airplane got on the runway, and it looked like the airplane was going down the runway. And I think it's still going down the runway, but I can't tell if it's gaining speed or if it is <laughs> losing speed. And so... I know that the airplane is definitely not in the air yet. Yeah. Um, I can't tell if it's, if it's, and it's certainly closer to take off than it was at this point last year, but is it going to be closer to take off next year than it is at this point this year? I'm not sure yet. Um, you know, you lose a lot of talented guys, uh, in the off, you know, from, to graduation, you are bringing in a, rec a recruiting class, um, that has some nice balance and some nice pieces to it. Um, so I, I think, you know, you just hopefully have one of those off seasons where you don't lose too many players to attrition and hopefully bringing in the quarterback, um, bringing in the different types of quarterback, um, the, the more dual threat guys uh, will be the key that unlocks Robert and I's, Dr. Robert and I's offensive genius. Um, <laughs> All right. Because if it doesn't, then I think maybe some of those people that Caroline gets mad at might have more of a point. Then <laughs> fire up your hashtags, folks. Yeah, I'll say I'll say that. But yeah, I think you you get a quarterback in there that runs the offense that you that you are more comfortable running, and hopefully that helps you do some things. Um, and then hopefully on defense, you can figure out a way um, to replace the guys that you've lost. Um, you know, Jordan Mack, probably Chris Peace, probably those are going to be uh, your leaders. The secondary should be just as good as it was this past year, even though we lost when landing. Um, the defensive line is going to be a little bit interesting and shaky, I think, but we'll see what happens there. But the offense, yeah, we'll see that that's the, that's the tale for 2018. Uh, you know, in my opinion. Yep. Darn. I'm most concerned about losing well, Micah, Andre Laveroni, and Kurt are probably my top three where I'm like, oh, no. Um, but I, I'm very, very excited about 
um, Bryce Perkins. I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I have heard um, that some of the defensive coaches are not excited about playing against him in spring ball, but that they will be excited to watch him play. <laughs> I think that's one of those things like he's, he's going to be fun. Um, and I completely agree when it comes to Jordan Mack is one has been one of my favorite players to watch this year. Uh, Juan Thornhill has been a ton of fun to watch this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Oz coming back. Alameda Zacchaeus is a huge, huge piece. Um, so I think there's definitely some pieces to be excited about. And as Matt said, the recruiting class is a solid foundation class. Um, people will complain that it's just three stars, but my response would be, I guess, yes, it's, but it's all three stars. Um, so there's nothing lower than a three and they're all relatively high threes. If I remember correctly, they're 81 rated 81 or higher. Um, so it's a very, it's, it's rankings wise, one of the worst in the conference. So it let, you know, it let, like it, I, I think rankings for the most part, we yeah. out the window anyway. So that's not to say we shouldn't be optimistic with it, but it's not, it, I'm saying it's a foundational class. There are yeah. no highs and there are no lows. Like, they're not pulling in any like one or two stars to fill a spot. There's yeah, plans. You got good. It's got it's a class with a lot of balance to it. I mean, yes. you got four or five offensive linemen. You got four linebackers, yeah. four receivers. Um, you need maybe another defensive lineman, another defensive back, but otherwise, and a running back. I guess we don't have a running back committed. We have the kid um, that went on his uh, Mormon mission that should be enrolling in the fall, but. Um, you know, not that we even use a running back all that much in our <laughs> offense anyway, so maybe that's why we don't recruit any. But uh, yeah, otherwise, it's a, it's a class with a, Well, yeah, with next year should, should be telling, I think, um, to try and keep the, you know, six-win momentum. Um, but we have all off-season to, to break that down. So why don't we switch gears to basketball? Woo! Woo! Yeah, basketball! Up, who's are up to number eight in a poll today? Number eight. Top ten in all the polls probably uh, for Virginia basketball. Only one loss in the out-of-conference, which most people probably would have said is best-case scenario realistically with that out-of-conference slate. Um, you know, if West Virginia is going to shoot pullback, you know, step-back threes with a hand in their face for most of the game, what are you going to do? But like um, that, that was not a discouraging loss whatsoever. Some more recent play has probably been um, discouraging in the way that, you know, you know, you've got better teams coming down the road. So you're like, Ooh, well, you know, we've, we got to shore this up. And, and you saw some of that against BC, you know, the, the idea that you needed um, people to help out in the scoring, because there are going to be slumps from the guys they were relying on. And BC is not a bad team. I mean, they beat Duke. Obviously, they have some guards that shoot the lights out, and they did uh, against Virginia. Um, but you saw a guy who wasn't scoring to step up to fill that scoring hole. I'm referring to Ty Jerome, obviously, coming out of uh, – he had a, a stretch there where he wasn't doing so hot, and now recently has found a shooting stroke again. Maybe it speaks to conditioning. He was sick, hurt over the offseason. Who knows? People, players – come out and he certainly plays with a lot of onions as Rafter would say Uh, he's not afraid to shoot even when he's slumping and Virginia was better for it to escape their conference opener with the win against Boston College but conversely Devin Hall 
uh, went on a total cold streak for the game. So the Hoos, I think, going into conference play, uh, my main point would be they're in great shape. They look better in a lot of ways than I think we were expecting, um, but they need to continue to find like three scorers and not one or two, depending on the game, in order to really succeed in the ACC. Because the ACC is loaded. A lot of these teams in the mid-range, I think, look better than they have in the past few years. So that's a lot of info I just rattled off. Um, <laughs> why don't we just, you guys chime in with your initial um, impressions following uh, the out-of-conference, and then, of course, the, the conference opener. Matt, do you want to go first, since I let Caroline talk first about football? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All um, right. I'll try to keep mine shorter than she did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's on. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Uh, it's like I, the first take over here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be Stephen A. The bat you are. <laughs> this is a fun a fun team to watch, man, and that they're definitely different than they were last year. Um, they are, uh, you know, it's just a different. The, the scoring is coming from all different places, even though it's not consistently coming every night from every guy. But um, so they're fun. They're fun to watch. Um, it's great to see Isaiah Wilkins um, back and healthy and doing all of the things that Isaiah Wilkins does. Um, I, I, it's been great, you know, it's been great to watch Kyle and it was great to watch Ty Jerome, um, on Saturday. Um, and then obviously down hall, but, uh, the BC game, I, I thought, I really thought Virginia was going to end up losing that one. Um, uh, that one kind of felt to me like the Florida state game last year or, the, yeah. or the Duke game in 2015, whenever it was, when you just have two quick guards, just lighten up threes against that pack line down the stretch. And so yep. I, was, I was glad that Virginia um, got out of there with a win. Um, you know, I think if you're going to beat Virginia, that's kind of how you, how you have to do it. You have to, you have to hit shots from beyond the arc and, and from long distance. That's what we saw with West, West Virginia too. So yep. I think it was fortunate that Virginia got out of there. Um, I'm optimistic about the ACC season. Um, I'm really happy to see, uh, was really happy to see Ty Jerome um, with his performance on Saturday. I think that has to make Virginia fans um, excited and comfortable and confident, not only for the rest of this season, but for, um, you know, for the next couple of years. It, it's pretty clear, um, you know, whose team this is going to be next season and the year after that, so the two guys in the backcourt. So um, I was excited to see that happen on Saturday, uh, and I look forward to seeing how they do this week against uh, some of their rivals. So, mm-hmm. um, I think the non-conference was just about what I expected. Um, mm-hmm. They held, if I just did that, I just counted, and of course I lost it. I think six of the 12 teams under at or under 55 points. Mm-hmm. Um, no one scored more than 67, and that was that VCU game. Uh, I think this is going to be it's gonna be a hot take. Um <laughs> I've told some people this before, but ready for I think it. this team defense is the best we've seen in the last few years. Hold on, everyone. It's a vague hot take. Last few years. Okay, since Virginia's gotten like good again. So the ACC tournament. Uh, the Tony Bennett era? Or, sure. oh, okay. Let's say the Tony Bennett era. I was going to say since, like, like the first year or something. Okay. Yeah, in the Tony Bennett era. Let's say that. And here's why. I don't think there's a single defender who is as good as Malcolm Brogdon was like man on man like you choose one if i can pick one guy in the last Tony, and down, like yeah, yeah like i'm gonna still take malcolm but i think there are much there isn't really 
a weak point with the team defense, I think that it's stronger all the way around. Like, I love Anthony Gill, but he wasn't as good a defender as Isaiah. Like, mm-hmm. like Mike Toby, but he was not a good defender as Jack Salt. So Jack Salt, for his complaints people have on the offensive end, he is a very good defender. Um, and I think this team defense is has looked better at, like, I think they have the potential to be better than, I guess that's a better way to say it. Yeah. Any of the de- team defenses in the Tony Bennett era, because I think Nigel Johnson coming off the bench is a fantastic defender. Mommy Diakite is obviously a good, like, chase down. Like, he's those blocks he can get. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in, uh, Dre Hunter is a fantastic defender for his first year playing full speed. Um, obviously, I'd like to see more of him against ACC competition before making, yeah. but there were definitely some plays against um, some of the better. Like, I think it was the Wisconsin game he played pretty well. They all blend together, but um, they play and, pretty well in all of them. <laughs> yeah, and when Ty gets a lot of gets a lot of flack for looking unathletic, I've heard that a lot. Um, I think it's just because he's so big. Like he's six five. I don't think we're used mm-hmm. to like point our point guards being that big. But uh, he did a he did actually a pretty good job. I think on um, whatever day that was Saturday. Yeah, um, I think the in front of some of the quick BC guards. Yeah, and that that's what I was going to say. The quick guards, um, like like Matt said, is what, what gives Virginia trouble usually. And not just the hitting three-pointers. That, that's a must-do. But it's because they're getting in the lane. And yeah. it collapses the defense a little bit too much, which opens up those three-pointers. Um, without the ability to get in the lane, usually those hot shooting teams don't shoot so well yeah. <laughs> against us. Um, and I'm not sure that the guards line up. I'm just trying to think of uh you know the past years of 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 joe malcolm on the floor at the same time justin on the wing um yeah and i definitely think a strong defensive group though regardless yeah and i think and the ones that have like you're right like the ones that have like the justin malcolm group in there like that's tough to to be but i i think that this i have a lot of fun watching this team on defense Mm-hmm. Offensively, uh, I actually really like what they're bringing to the table this year. I think that it's very different from last year. I think mm-hmm. that you see much more getting the ball inside. You see much more movement. You see much more cutting. Um, and I think that they've, other than against BC, which, and I don't know how to take with that, because when the subs came in, things really fell apart. And that was really the first game that yeah. that happened. Like yeah. they really fell apart. And in that, I don't know what. I haven't had a chance to crack watch it. Like, I don't really remember. It was like, weird. It was like, it, because yeah. Wilkins isn't out there, we just don't know how to do anything. You know, it, it hasn't been weird. that dramatic the rest right. of the season. Like, they've done perfect, like, very well bringing in the subs. And right. and I think um, hopefully that's the one. Obviously, we can't, we can't go the rest of the season like that. Like, that can't be right. where you get that much production of it. Um, and I'm not too concerned about the Devin Hall slump, I think he'll fix it. Like he'll get his way out. The bigger concern I had was him missing that free throw. Cause that's just very out of character. Like he I think it was two. just one of those. Yeah. yeah. Missed, I mean, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about the big one. He's a um, 94 some percent. Free yeah. throw. He's only missed like four on the season and two of them were in that game, I think. Um, but I think looking so at. So he's a, he's a 33% shoot free throw shooter in ACC play this year. That's, that's worrisome. I know. Um, It'll be this. This first stretch is actually pretty tough. Um, yep. But I've been against the ACC, so it's all going to be pretty tough. I think. Uh, I think right now, what's comforting 
um, is one Isaiah Wilkins because I legitimately don't even have enough good words to say about Mm -hmm. Isaiah Wilkins when it comes to his style and hustle and heart and I mean all the cliche words you want to say like Mm -hmm. everyone calls him a glue guy but I think that just undersells him it it, it Um, would have been hard to imagine realistically any better of a performance you know when you're talking about what what's he going to come out and look like as a senior compared to a, a very strong player uh, for Virginia and what Virginia wants out of him uh, in junior and uh, maybe maybe shoot you know but he's still he's hitting some shots he's never going to be Mike Scott you know with, he's with shooting, yeah he's shooting 58 percent from the hitting, field yeah yeah and some of those are are jump shots you know yeah. so, even that, I mean, I can't imagine a, a better. It, you know, if we're grading, he's getting a a, a plus. Yes, one hundred percent. from him. His free throw shooting has drastically improved. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think he was in like the seventy fours, and he's at eighty percent right now. But he's only taken twenty five, so mm-hmm. um, he's averaging seven point three points and seven point five rebounds per game, and. And that's not really, like, the score – I mean, we need the scoring to be more his thing. But, like, if, if I had been able to say – if someone told me, like, he's averaging seven points a game right now, I'd be like, well, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, even with the 31 points, like, Ty is still just under 10 points per game. But um, it's I, – I, there's just something about watching him play. Like, it's unlike any other – I watched the Wake Carolina game the other day in mm. – I mean, you know me. I we joke about like effort and darn you. You love effort. I love effort. (laughs) I don't like to presume. You love uh, it. You love it. People's effort or energy. Um, You love energy. (laughs) It's almost like two different types of games to see how Isaiah approaches the game and well, he came out of nowhere for that block that basically saved the game. (laughs) It was. Huge play, hey, <laughs> and then he tried to dive to get it. Like, he swatted I, that thing into I the band and then tried <laughs> to dive to get it. I have a semi hot take. If we're going to be giving out semi hot takes, yeah, we are. I think that Jack Aloysius Salt <laughs> should get the ball more often in the low post than he does right now. Me too. I think I can't support has, that. <laughs> I think he has developed just serviceable enough of a post game in order for people to keep their eye on him. He's not Anthony Gill. He's not even I don't know. He's not even a Kill Mitchell, but he is he's just serviceable enough now, I think. If he catches the ball, he's just serviceable enough. Well, that's that, that's that an I, if right there. That I think that you can't just say, well, assuming he catches the ball, something he doesn't do <laughs> he with can. like amazing consistency. <laughs> I think they do a disservice by 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 looking him off as much as they do. Um, I, he's a good passer too, or good he, enough. He's, too. He's, yeah, he's. Very, I agree yeah. that he should get touches. I don't he, think he, he needs a few touches. They shouldn't be like touches. drying up plays that he's going to be the well, main no. scoring option or anything. But yeah, get him a touch, and if no one's guarding him, he knows how to turn around and duck dunk. Finally, Look, uh, so I, remember, <laughs> I remember growing up watching the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls, and if you have watched them play. In the first quarter of every game. What inane comparison are you about to make? <laughs> the first quarter of every game, they would give 
three or four touches inside to Bill Cartwright. <laughs> and he would, Bill Cartwright would convert every single one of them. And it looked like Bill Cartwright was going to go for 20 yeah. every night. And then that was it. They never yeah. And the teams were like, hey, lay off Pitton, Pippen just, and Jordan. We I think Cartwright. <laughs> give Cartwright, just give Salt the ball maybe a handful of times in the first half. Let him see what he can do and establish himself. And if it doesn't work, I mean, you got you still have enough time. Usually, it doesn't work. The fans still hate him already. So yeah. what, what are you going to lose? Give him the ball. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. I approve this lukewarm for sure. The, the other thing, the other hot take I have, I don't know if it's hot take or not, but my problem on – so I sat there Saturday wondering why Virginia was – in jeopardy of losing the game. And I went back and looked at the stats to wonder why Virginia was, you know, in such jeopardy to lose the game. And it's because they shot the ball not great. I mean, they did everything else great. They just shot the ball poorly. But from my view, and my seats are way up there, okay? I'm not like Brian Leung. I don't have that kind of, <laughs> that kind of stroke. My seats are way up there. But it's, it seemed like for a while there – the blocker mover offense turned into the standing and looking around offense. A hundred percent. And you just can't do that in basketball against a man-to-man defense. You can't just stand there when your offense is predicated on not standing there. When your offense is predicated on people going setting picks for other people, mm-hmm. you can't just stand there. You have to go do that type of thing. Was, was this one? Was Jack on the bench for this? Because he's our prime pick setter. So. I don't know who was – I don't know. He played Jack, most of the game. Jack played but. most of the game, yeah. No, he did. Because so he, he had to. Probably, probably guilty of it at some point. He but. had no fouls, by yeah. the way. That is astonishing. He I did not game. know that. No, um, he, had a, he had a great game, for sure. Yeah, you know, I also did not like the turnovers. That sure. was – there were too many. There were, there were a few plays where you, you thought Tony Bennett was going to go, and you all – demand that I let them run more and you see what happened. <laughs> like, I mean, was this is why we don't run. Fast break plays. Um, um, Kyle was getting a little unlucky. Kyle, Kyle yeah. was putting it off the yeah. backboard and it was like rolling off the back of the rim and out, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't There were two or at least two, maybe three or four that I don't know what people are like, and he can't finish yeah. a layup. I'm like, obviously he can yep. finish a layup. Like sometimes it's like, it's just unlucky. Um, two definitely. He probably had two, one or two more that um, I don't remember off the top of my head that just like were in and then came out. So there were a few that are questionable. Chuck it up, but a, a lot. He does that, and every time now that he shoots it, I'm like going in. <laughs> there was a sequence. Uh, I think Virginia in the last five minutes. There was a sequence when. I think Ty hit two threes to put Virginia up six. And then Kai went down and had a, a great drive and the ball just popped out yeah. right at the end. And, yeah. and then BC came down and within 30 seconds to tie the game. I mean, we were, yeah. they were that close from being up eight. Yeah. Um, 30 seconds later, it was tied. So yeah, I mean, some of those, some of those are going to go in. Um, yeah. Or if he just dumped it off to Jack Salt for a dunk, probably were up eight there but there, were, there was if he catches it he's got to catch them, it both of them dumped it off ty had one where he had a straight lane to the rim from the side from more the baseline than than down the lane yeah and he had a he had the full view 
dumped it off to Jack who booted it out of bounds. So, I mean, you know, like it's, it's tough to, it's, there's, there's examples on both sides. I'll they gotta know, well, they, and I think that that's what I'm saying. to the guards though. They got to know when to dump it off to when Jack's ready and when Jack, <laughs> when Jack not ready, obviously, but I always think Jack, be ready, man. You always got to want to run. Jack's more ready. You're setting screens. Be ready for the rock. That's <laughs> right. That's right. I think Cartwright yeah. knows that. <laughs> go back, go back and watch the tape, man. Bill Cartwright had that little six, eight <laughs> jump shot. <laughs> Yeah, the Jeromes in that game, though. And that's one of the things, like, I, I do think the the, th- the trio that Boston College has, when people try and say, like, um, there were definitely, definitely things Virginia could have done better, like the turnovers and the shooting percentages were low. Um, however, however, um, what happened was there were some of those shots. Like, like, honestly, I think Kyle has the worst luck sometimes with, like, actually playing good defense. <laughs> And the dude will hit a shot over his outstretched hand in the guy's face where he's like in the right position. Like he did everything he could and the guy's fading away and hits a three. And I'm like, I don't know what you do. Yeah, They were were making. (laughs) Yeah. But I think if by limiting, limiting Kai Bowman to five points is one of the best defensive jobs this team has put on someone. And it was very impressive. That's what Devin did to Kai Bowman was Malcolm Brogdon-esque, like holding their guy who's coming in. Because the, the double-headed monster for them isn't Chad, Chatham, right, right, Chapman right. and um, Robinson. Robinson. It's Robinson and Bowman. Right. And Bowman was had no points in the first half. He was like 0 for 6, and he didn't hit his first three-pointer until like eight minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. Like what in where Devin struggled offensively, he more than made up for, in my mind, defensively and again maybe i'm too maybe i'm too tony bennett it out but more than like, made up for his little strong i he, think there we needed well, here's the thing. if he happens imagine if he lets him get one more bucket we yeah but if devin had scored i don't know two or made that free throw then we win you know without yeah, it we, we would have had a four-point lead and it wouldn't have mattered no one, no one out there would ever think I'm nothing but a huge Devin Hall fan. I'm just thinking, <laughs> game, you know? it's, it's just like how much, like, honestly, I thought when they got the second chance, that was, it. I thought we were toast. Yeah, that was and ridiculous. I, like 100% thought we were toast. Like uh, it was, but, to me, it was like the um, Dwayne Bacon. Like I, I, it, the push time, on Kyle right before that, oh, um, not, not immediately, but it was, less than a minute left right around that it was 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 such an awful call that i didn't react i was paralyzed by how inexplicably terrible someone who gets paid to ref games could watch a Boston college player shove kyle guy and then blow the whistle and go you shoved him like it would they didn't even call blocking which would have been a terrible yeah, but they called shit like he, he made this signal and uh, you know i've seen nfl refs call a face mask on on a lions player of course uh, who was whose face mask was getting grabbed you know <laughs> youtube it i mean it's a, and it was, was that, that it, it was like he knew what the foul was and then just set, pointed the wrong direction and went with it. It was like, oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> was that worse or the second and th- or the third and fourth calls on Isaiah? That was oh. some. Those, those were bad. 
That was some but, Mike Scott versus UNC type bullshit. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're t- like the first one of those being the like he slapped the ball out. Of, you know that it was a bad call. It was all ball, but he did make a violent. It looks, it looks worse. And, the and worst one to me was like refs that. are gonna yeah. go. Oh, that might be a foul. He he was so violent in his sweat. He probably hit him. Yeah, it's a terrible call. He but he got shoved into the Boston. Oh, that was and then, and then rolled and then, into the BC. Yeah. Guy, and then yeah. gotten called for the penalty or the foul. I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to answer your question, neither of those is as bad as the cow guy foul in my mind. But well, obviously. the timing of it was also terrible. Yeah. Like, you they know, got two free throws for that. Bullshit. I was not at the uh, the infamous Mike Scott versus UNC game. Uh, but I, so I, I can't compare it to that one, but I would say this game, that was the angriest uh, and like the most instances of fans getting angry at referees that I think I've ever it was witnessed. up there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, don't, I mean, it, I don't it was just, and it, it was up there. Yeah. Top two or three. It <laughs> was, yeah. I mean, just the, the quantity of the, the bad of the calls that people got upset about and, <laughs> you know, and, and the, the, uh, the force with which people were upset. I mean, that was, I've never seen anything like that. I would think, uh, we except might. when except when people are booing Robert and I in the in <laughs> Scott Stadium, and, or maybe yeah. Marine Corps Stadium. So. That's right. Um, <laughs> Let's do a quick look around the ACC, uh, just because I think a lot has changed since we we were previewing the season. Um, you know, Duke being one and one because Boston College is pretty decent, also sitting at one and one. Uh, you've got Syracuse. 12 and 2, UNC 12 and 2, Notre Dame 11 and 3, and the Miami, Virginia, and Clemson all 12 and 1 overall. And uh, Clemson looks, dare I say, legit. Yeah. Miami, uh, legit. Notre Dame, Bonzi Coleman just came out. He's hurt. Yeah, uh, I broke his foot. He's out for two months. So that's going to really? be back yeah. just in time for our, our Yeah, just in time to so. talk shit to Tony Bennett again, like he did in <laughs> Brooklyn. Um, so, yeah, Bonzi Coleman can go to hell, but that sucks for Notre Dame. I, I, Bonzi Coleman. Whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I hate Bonzi Coleman Pierce. I don't care. <laughs> Dummy talk shit to Tony Bennett. That's true. He was kind of a name. jerk. In anyway. Louisville doesn't look that Ooh. bad for uh, you know the disaster know, that's going on. I, Louisville, Louisville doesn't look good, but they don't look like they Georgia lost Kentucky, by, they lost Kentucky <laughs> by thirty. Yeah, yeah and I'd, I'll take Kentucky's not that good. No, Kentucky's not like a top five, top ten team. You know, I watched a little bit of that Louisville Kentucky game okay. and. Yeah. It just looked so different than Virginia games that I watch. It just looked so much more like a glorified AAU game. Yeah, not it was really, sloppy. Not really. Yeah. yeah, like it was. It was very different. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah. FSU to... might be, uh, but when all said and done, I, I, they could easily challenge for a top four ACC yes. seed for sure. They've oh, lost yeah, to Duke. Yeah. Uh, in the final minute or so, they have a one-point loss uh, to the Cowboys, Okie State, um, but they've beat Florida by a billion. You know, the, the FSU, it, it, in classic FSU fashion, 
we're not quite sure they're going to win the big games. And we'll say I, Florida counts as a big game. Duke counts as a big game. They're one and one right now in big games. Uh, they, they look like a legit contender. So that's right there. That's Miami. That's Duke, obviously. Uh, UNC jury's still out, but you got to give it to them. I would say still contender status. Virginia, potentially the Hokies, potentially Clemson. That's potentially Syracuse. That's It'll a lot of teams. I think, are, yeah, and I've really enjoyed this was part of like the best part about being sick over New Year's. <laughs> There's so much good sports on, and I had no guilt just like sitting on the sofa under a blanket watching all of the basketball and all mm-hmm. of the football. Um, the Wake Forest, like I said, Wake Forest UNC was a very interesting game. UNC has some like really talented players, but there's times where they just like, like we said with Virginia, just like kind of looks lost. Like there was stuff where it was like, what are you doing? Um, Duke like when they let Duke doesn't play defense right now. And what's terrifying to me is this reminds me of 2015 Duke because they just have a ton of talent. That Marvin Bagley is tough. <laughs> He's so He's an good. Absolute monster. He's better than anyone yeah. they've had yeah I, I mean he scares me more than like Jill Okafor did or Jamar oh yeah Parker, like any of those guys um he's wait till monster. wait till Jack Salt gets his mitts on him though man <laughs> they'll right. don't, like here's the thing I don't know if you guys listen wait, to it wait till the big podcast. the big kiwi puts his, just <laughs> puts his, his but yeah. if he gets in a tough double team with Jack and Isaiah like he's gonna have a little bit of, but we'll get that's there. true they, they need to do that they've they, done yeah that. they have to double that's what that's what BC did and if yeah. anyone listens to Titus and Tate um, podcasts like Tate. Yeah, they've been saying that for talking about like just yeah. <laughs> the BC did it and it worked. Um, I was so the and then we'll get to talking about tech more, but um, Virginia Tech came into the Syracuse game scoring over 93 points per game, right? Mm-hmm. And they had 19 and a half against Syracuse. Oof. Um, Oof. They really struggled with so, the zone. And I think that just means they. So really Caroline thinks that we should defense. play zone. No, no, no. That's what they hadn't seen anybody play Fort any Bruce. sort of defense on them. Yeah, they struggle <laughs> against zone teams. You, you don't think <laughs> Carolina A and T? I don't think Carolina the lockdown, locked, shut down defense. Yeah, so it'll be now interesting. They've to played see. some terrible teams. Yeah, they've played some bad well, teams. Um, and that's the same thing with like where Florida State is kind of that question mark because here's the yeah we Florida State's like super athletic just like they always are they've got really long guys that are interchangeable that are all six seven with like they the got, longest arms you've ever seen they got long length long length lots of length <laughs> and other than the center you a lot just of long length out there switch them out any position um, so that's one of those but yeah this stretch will be very interesting for Virginia with. Virginia Tech has an interesting Carolina, uh, Syracuse. An interesting weakness for the amount of shots that they take and let other teams take uh, <laughs> when you're scoring games against the Citadel, uh, 132 <laughs> to 93. You've just given up 93 points to the Citadel. That's the uh, thing. Their rebounding is no bueno. It's awful. And they, they turn the ball over a lot too. Right now are 163rd in the country for rebounds. Yeah, that's surprising for a high the team. turnover numbers are bad too, aren't they? Sure, let's get Stat Boy on it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be tough. The, who's always played like butt in Blacksburg Castle so, Auditorium? I'm not optimistic. Um, oh, I'm not. I picked this as a loss. I, I'm never optimistic going in there because that place sucks. Yeah. Like, 
it was not, it's 95 degrees. That's where I, we, they broke Isaiah last year. It's going to take a tie, Jerome. I don't give a fuck about you game again. You guys, and he yeah. plays like that. So yeah. you realize that Tony Bennett coach teams have actually done quite well in, in Blacksburg, right? I think he's five and three down there. No, I didn't realize that. <laughs> no, I knew it was five and three. But it's just, they've all been, but two, like, I think he's five the last two and the two before that were like decided by like three and four points, like each. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's an ACC, it's an ACC road game. I mean, that's kind of how it happens. But a lot of those games were against Virginia Tech teams that were legitimately awful. This Virginia Tech team is not awful. Well, then there's also the time that London should have been fouled and they didn't call it and they won on that crap. And then the whole like ball. Oh, the ball was... sitting on the back of the rim. Yeah. So the last two losses, I have asterisk. I've you know sent in my letter complaints to the office. Caroline has is validating Virginia losses. <laughs> it's never the team's fault. I'm shocked no, about I'm just saying, like those two games were yeah, yeah. brutal. I'm just saying that it's oh. always close down there. In that, even when we're su- the the vastly superior team, sometimes they've still lost, or it's been closer than it should. And right now, uh-huh. you know, is UVA the vastly superior team? I, yeah. Rankings wise, sure, but on yeah, paper we should yeah. beat them by fifteen. Hard to say. There, fifteen. We don't beat anybody by fifteen. I'm Hard sorry, what? UNC Greensboro, or... <laughs> like over like seventy five percent of our non cons by like fifteen oh. or twenty points. Yeah, but that's that's because seventy five percent of the non cons are against legitimately awful teams. It's my whole. That's my whole thesis. Oh my gosh, are you going to go right? Awful team. Are you going to go right for like Seth, Seth Davis? And you can do the whole like, they never blow anybody out when we were like beating ACC teams by an average of like 14 points a game. If we beat the ACC teams by 14 points a game. We did like two years ago. No, I'm talking about this year's team, parts. <laughs> That's the whole point I'm is I don't know if this team is paper, a great team yet compared to Virginia Tech, Tech, which is a good, a good-ish team. A, a, sure, a average, I agree. Team. As much are as it we, pains me to say it, Buzz Williams is a good coach. Are the Hoos in Texas? Is Joe Flacco an elite quarterback? <laughs> the jury's still out. I've got so yeah, I've got Virginia. I've got Tony Bennett five and three down in Blacksburg. He lost. He lost one by six. He won one by three. He won one by what's that? Two. He won one by. <laughs> 18 no that was at home he won <laughs> yeah, one by 16 only. on the road he won by one by 20 down there Ooh. and he Let's won that yeah and then he won one he had a couple close ones another close one and then he lost two in a row so yeah i mean it's an acc road game y'all. yeah i think it's gonna be close i think it's gonna Absolutely. be tough i think one of their guys is going to shoot like 70% from three who hasn't taken more than four on the entire season. Um, Cause that's usually what happens. <laughs> Shout out to my talking about Virginia Tech's rebounding and we rebound fewer uh, per game, but we is all know it the... because of possessions. Thank you. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. use just that. Cause Schwartz will get mad at you. <laughs> He'll say it's a silly that you've made a silly remark. Okay. <laughs> Fair uh, rebounding margin. If you guys could chastise me for things I <laughs> say or, or omit, and not hypothetically things that that I didn't 
do because I did validate it with X. <laughs> On it, that, would be, that would be that would be there's plenty in column a to talk about and the shit that comes out of my mouth it's just time to be better pierce it's a new right. year just be hey, better 2018 hashtag new year new me hashtag goals <laughs> hashtag I, I i that's my resolution to not preface things with hashtag anyway. that's terrible i right. i Hashtag disagree. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag LOL. All right. On that note, hashtag conclusion <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, we'll be back soon to talk about next upcoming games, Virginia Tech, uh, certainly the next one. And then we've got Carolina at home. Um, breaking news on all fronts, of course, at streakingalon.com. Content, hashtag content uh, but yeah stay tuned to the blog for uh game threads and we'll be back soon thanks for listening go who's hashtag wahoo wah. the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing a car that's got style and substance to spare. The all-new RAV4 Limited, featuring a sophisticated, muscular new exterior and available options like a premium JBL audio system and panoramic roof. The all-new RAV4 Limited. Toyota, let's go places. JBL and Clarifier, registered trademarks of Harmon International Industries Incorporated.